So on today's two accountants, we're talking all things VAT or VAT. So to start us off, what is VAT? VAT stands for value added tax and is added onto prices in the UK and EU countries. It is a type of consumption tax because it is charged on the items that people buy and is also an indirect tax because it is collected by businesses on behalf of the government. So how much is VAT? So um, the majority of items um, will have a 20% rate of VAT for most goods and services. Um, there is a There are two other rates, uh, for example, the 5% rates. This is applied to some health, energy, heating and protective products and services. There's a 0% rate applied to a, a range of products and services to do with health, building, publishing, kids' clothing, financial services. Um, and there are the odd couple of things that are what are called out of the scope of VAT. So this could be, for example, a fine or something like that. So who pays VAT? So in terms of who actually collects the VAT on behalf of the government, i.e. the indirect tax, we are talking limited companies, sole traders and partnerships predominantly. So businesses with a turnover of more than £85,000 in a 12-month period or less must register for VAT and charge VAT on the services or goods that they sell. There are uh, many uh, variances on this dependent on the uh, the business type, but we'll deal with it on the basis of that it is chargeable on the goods and services that they apply. So I think what's important to understand uh, just in terms of that, uh, now, a business is like a VAT collector for the government. So because a business has to charge VAT to customers and it can also reclaim VAT on supplies, it's not suffering the cost of it because it has the opportunity to reclaim VAT um, on VATable purchases. Now, the only the only entity that would ever suffer the cost of VAT, that's me or you, um, whenever we go shopping, um, or we seek out services that are subject to VAT. So this could be, for example, if you purchased a new car that would have VAT on it, um, you'd have suffered the cost of it because you can't reclaim it. That chain stops with you when you purchase the car. Likewise, if you if you sort out some valuable services, for example, uh, you sold a house and there were legal fees, you would not be able to reclaim the VAT uh, on the legal fees. The chain stops with you. So you've suffered the cost of the VAT. Yeah, and on, on that particular point, um, the, the one time where maybe a business might feel that they're being hindered by VAT is if they're within a marketplace up against another entity that doesn't charge VAT. So as, as Tom quite rightly says, the, the idea of the principle of VAT is for, for you and I, Joe Public, to, to pay on what we consume. But if you were to have an electrician come to your house and they were to quote a thousand pounds for some work and they were not VAT registered, then that would cost you one thousand pounds. If that entity, that business was VAT registered, then in all likelihood, assuming their pricing structure was identical, then they would be charging you £1,000 plus VAT, which would make that cost to you £1,200. Now, this is the one complaint that, that uh, and, and degree of, I suppose, resentment, if you want to say, that that, that I get from clients is that, that that can make them uncompetitive and the very nature of the need to register once you get over to, eight, to £85,000 
is almost like a cliff edge. So it's not applied to the turnover after that. It's on everything. Um, so a business, for example, ignoring the fact that revenue have some rules um, on, 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 on being slightly below the registration level, uh, a business that would turn over £84,999 wouldn't have to uh, charge you VAT. A business that charged you 85000 would have to. Uh, and and that actually can inhibit the business owner's um, desire to expand their business business further. So it it, it, it it does boil down to being um, a, a problem for businesses. The the only encouragement we can ever give to those businesses that, that feel and suffer that problem is to try if at all they can to look past look past that and and see it as as their aim to to get their business way beyond uh, the realms of, of perhaps competing against entities that wouldn't be that registered, and and there are instances, of course, where having that VAT number can be deemed a positive. So the same electrician that would go undertake some commercial work for an entity that would be that registered and would would probably have no problem paying the VAT on top of the price, i.e., it could be reclaimed, they might see that entity as one that um, is is clearly. Uh, at least turning over £85,000 and therefore a serious entity and perhaps capable of, of completing the work. Now, the VAT is, is not no substitute for having the correct registrations, of course, but it, it's certainly, it's certainly a, a statement of, of fact that, um, unless this business has chosen to volunteer and, and register earlier, it at least turns over 85,000 and, and therefore perhaps, um, perhaps is of a size and perhaps should be, should be the company that you should be working with. So how can VAT affect businesses? So in terms of the general effect, as I've already said, you will need to add VAT uh, to, to the prices that you quote and charge to customers, or alternatively, um, you would have a reduced margin. Um, so for example, if we were talking about a, a, a coffee shop, um, if, if the price of the coffee was £3.50 and the business wasn't that registered, it would retain all of that £3.50. If it was registered, a proportion of that £3.50 would have to be um, paid over to HMRC um, every quarter. That doesn't, however, mean, as Tom has already said, that you get the benefit of, of reclaiming um, the input back, back on, on associated costs that the business incurs. The business uh, would have to uh, budget for the VAT, so to have good systems in place to understand where the liability is at, because the last thing that, that you want to do um, is collect that money in and, and deem it your own and then find out when the VAT returns, uh, either produced by yourself or produced by your accountant or bookkeeper, that, that you don't have sufficient funds. So it does, it does require a degree of, of fiscal discipline um, that wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily have to be considered um, if if the business wasn't VAT registered. So if I had a company and it was VAT registered, what would my invoices need to include? That's so. That's a great question. I mean, um, a VAT registered entity has to include a number of things uh, on their invoices, uh, and and this is set out uh, that this has to be the case. So, for example, that all invoices must be numbered. The invoice has to be dated, and this should be the date that goods and services were supplied. If this is different to the invoice date. Um, the business name and address should be on there. And I mean, the main feature that should be on the invoice is the VAT registration number of either the business or the company. Um, so the customer's name and address should be on there and there should be a good description of the goods and services supplied. 
So taking a step back, if my business did exceed the £85,000 mark, would I get a VAT number automatically? Um, put simply, no. Um, the onus is on, on the owner or owners of the business to identify this moment and then take the appropriate steps to register for VAT. So there is a form called a VAT-1, uh, which is you can be downloaded off the internet. And if all of that information is put in accurately and HMRC do the necessary background checks on, on the business itself and the owners to see if they've had any dealings with revenue in the past and any issues with VAT, assuming that all goes through without problem, HMRC will then issue a VAT registration certificate and this should be retained uh, by the business from which that VAT number will be uh, clearly detailed and going back to the point that Tom made that's the number that needs to go on um, any invoice issued or any type of receipt issued to a customer. So how would I calculate my liability for VAT? So there's two main methods that are used by um, VAT registered businesses. Uh, now the most, the two most common ones that you see is what's called the standard basis or sometimes called the accruals basis uh, and also the cash basis. Now just to Put it simply, really what they are is they describe different points in time in which VAT is either reclaimed or charged. So under a standard basis, this is always on the invoice date, which is going to be on the date that the goods or services were supplied um, or the date of the invoice, like, like I said earlier, it should be, it should be the earlier of. Um, now, a cash basis is slightly different. Um, and VAT on a sale is always declared on a cash basis when funds are actually changing hands, so when that invoice is paid. So, for an example, uh, if an invoice was dated, let's say on the 10th of April, um, but it wasn't paid until the 17th of April, whilst it wouldn't make any difference on the VAT return, for example, the tax date of that transaction is the 17th of April under a cash basis or the 10th of April under the accruals or standard basis. What are the different ways to calculate the liability? So we'll focus on, on two ways of calculating the liability. The pretty straightforward one is comparing outputs and inputs. So outputs being the amount that are on uh, receipts from customers, stroke amounts collected in, and inputs being the amount that the business has incurred uh, in terms of VAT. So for example, if my my business had charged £200 in VAT to a customer, and then I look at my expenses and I had incurred £50 worth of VAT, my liability to HMRC would be £150. Looking at an alternative method, which is only available to businesses with a turnover of £150,000 plus VAT, we have something which is known as the flat rate scheme. The flat rate scheme in pretty much all cases results in the entity not being able to reclaim input VAT and simply pays the liability as a flat percentage of the gross turnover of the business. So for example, if I raised an invoice for £1,000 plus VAT, that would be uh, £1,200 in total. If my business had a flat rate percentage of 10%, when I went to complete that VAT return, my liability would be £120, that being the 10% of the £1,200. 
And the final thing to answer on the flat rate scheme is the difference between the output VAT uh, charged, i.e. the £200 and the £120 that is payable to HMRC, the uh, £80 would in effect be other income for the business and would then become taxable. So just to be clear on, on this podcast, really, uh, and VAT is such a complex area. So we, we have kept it as simple as we can. So if, if there's anything that you would like us to answer, then please feel free to contact us and, and we will deal with it as a, as a more specific, uh, specific question. On next week's podcast, we'll be focusing on capital gains tax. Okay, so once again, it's been a pleasure to be joined by you, Tom and Sophie. So uh, I look forward to talking about capital gains tax with you because I know it's one of your real passions, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's something that I like to get involved with and, you know, I find it a deeply interesting topic and I really enjoy the work. Yeah, and, and it's quite relevant uh, in, in today's in today's world because the actual application of the tax itself is at a different rate to income tax. So some people believe it to be uh, a contentious point because uh, people actively try and push their income through as as a as a gain to get a to get a to get a tax saver, which is something that we'll talk about how that's done, why that's done, and quantify some of the potential savings in the next podcast. So if you have your calculator ready, then we'll uh, we'll do your best, we'll do our best, should I say, uh, to to show you the the benefits of doing so. So that's a goodbye from me, Mark. Goodbye from me, Tom. And a goodbye from me, Sophie. Thank you.